Welcome to the Walking with Angels podcast. I'm your host, Amy Taylor. Um, I have today we're going to talk about um, anchors and that's what's on my mind uh, today. So in Relief Society this week, uh, we had a lesson on Sister Bingham's talk from the April from the Women's Conference in April 2022. So just the beginning of this year. And um, in her talk, she talks about an experience where she was, um, what's it called? Repelling off some rocks. Um, cliffs, <laughs> not cl rocks, cliffs. And um, in the process of doing that, she was ready. And so she went off. And when she jumped off, like you're supposed to do, um, backwards, the anchor that was supposed to hold for her belayer um, broke loose. And in the process, it pulled him on his back. And then he slid towards the edge of the cliff and she fell. And um, he was able to catch his feet on some rocks and then lower her to safety, but not without a lot of effort. And it was probably a very scary experience for everyone involved. Um, and she said that that was just an experience that helped her see how important anchors are in our lives and that we need to make sure that we have those anchors set properly. Um, there were some things that I have just felt and have come across as I've pondered on this um, talk the Sister Bingham gave. And um, as I try and apply it to my life, the, the thoughts and feelings that I've had. Um, so one of the first things I thought are, what are my anchors? Um, what do I rely on when things get hard. And um, I made a list, so I'll kind of go through those and then um, we'll go back and talk about some of them, I think. So um, the first one is I know that my Heavenly Father loves me. That's my first anchor. Um, I, I know it. I know that he does. Um, I felt it before in my life. He's told me it before in my life. Um, every priesthood blessing that I think I have ever gotten has said, um, your Heavenly Father wants you to know that He loves you. So um, that's my first one. Uh, the second one is that I know my Savior. Um, I know Jesus is my Savior. And that um, in knowing that, I know that He suffered for my sins. I know that He made it possible for us to be resurrected and return to live with our Father in Heaven and with our families forever. Um, that's an anchor. All of those things are anchors that point me towards my Savior Jesus Christ, but they give me peace, but they also give me strength, and they give me clarity when things are hard. Um, the next anchor that I um, have is that I know that my life has a purpose. There's been too many experiences in my life that have been absolute signs that I am where I am supposed to be 
and I am um, supposed to be on this earth and that God has a purpose and a plan for me and that if I pay attention, the spirit will tell me what I am supposed to do here. Um, every time I meet a new friend that I know I'm new before I came to this world, um, it reaffirms that anchor that I am here for a purpose and that we are each individuals and we all have a purpose and we all have a plan and we're part of God's plan. We're part of the story that he is creating. Um, so my second, or not my second, <laughs> I guess we're on number four, um, scriptures give me strength. And um, so in that anchor, the scriptures always give me strength. Every time I go to them, every time I read, I am given strength to understand and know that our Father in Heaven has been with us from the beginning and our Savior Jesus Christ is ever-present as He tries to lead and guide His people. And the scriptures just give me strength because I get to see other people's uh, experiences and lives. Um, and how the Savior worked in their lives. And um, that that always is, that is an anchor that I rely on um, when I need answers or when I need strength. And um, they're always there. Those, those scriptures are always there. And I'm so grateful for the scriptures. Um, the fifth one is that family comes first. There's a lot of times in life when things get a little crazy and it's hard to know for certain where our priorities should be. And our Father in Heaven has been very clear that family comes first. That when we're looking at our job, our, what we're sent here to do, um, family is first. Um, when I was a child, it was not an easy thing for me to grasp because I looked at everybody as family. <laughs> and I had a pretty big family of cousins and um, aunts and uncles and stuff. And so maybe that's why it kind of felt like that, that it was bigger than like your immediate family. But there was a really touching experience that I had with one of my friends when I was a teenager. And she comes from a large family. And there was one day when there was something going on with her family. And she's like, no, I can't come. I need to spend some time with my family. I've been gone a lot or something. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, don't you feel like you're with your family a lot already? And she's like, yes, but I feel like I need to be with them at this time. Like, I don't remember all the circumstances, but um, to me, it felt weird. It felt like if there was something to do or something where to go, then like you go. <laughs> and I guess it was like, you know, that uh, teenager mentality of like family doesn't come first. Like <laughs> the, the, I want to be with my friends. Um, and uh, I just remember really pondering on her words and thinking, maybe I need to appreciate my family more and be excited to spend more time with them. And um, it really opened my eyes, Shan. So that 
that's our experience. Um, and since that time, I feel like I have realized the importance of family and um, how how if we can gather together as a family first, we are so much stronger as we go out into the world. And um, that's just one of those anchors that I feel in some ways it's a cultural thing within the church. Um, but I feel like it's also a cultural thing, many parts of the world in different religions that the, the family is very essential to God's plan and that strong families create strong communities. So, um, and then the last but not least is that, um, the anchor that temple covenants create in my life. And it's interesting because you would think that was one of the first, and it might be one of the first as I think about it, but in different situations, it is what the anchor ends up being. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so my temple covenants are an anchor in a way that I know and I can have peace that God is aware of all of his children and he wants all of us to return to live with him. And when we make covenants in the temple, it brings us spiritually closer to our Father in heaven, but it is a also it changes what we see as important and um, we by making those covenants and promises that we do in the temple um, it strengthens our relationships with um, like specifically like our spouse strengthens um, those relationships but also strengthens our relationships within the gospel and the kingdom of God because the promises that we make are to our Father in heaven to help the kingdom of God to be, um, to grow and to um, be able to take care of itself. Uh, and so as more people come into the kingdom of God and um, take upon them the same covenants, it strengthens our our wards and our stakes and the church all over the world. Um, so I find it really amazing that the temple is an anchor for the whole church, um, but it's also anchors for us individually that bind us to God, and um, we can rely on the promises that our Father in Heaven has made to us um, in the temple, that He'll give us power and um sanctification and um, the ability to do his work um, it binds us together as families not just in this life but in the life to come um, throughout the eternities and so when we make the promises that we do in the temple um, that creates an anchor to our father in heaven to our savior jesus christ and to our families forever um, so those are some of the thing, the anchors that I just came up with um, that I feel like are my top ones, right? Um, 
And uh, so then I was like thinking about, you know, what are some examples of anchors in the scriptures? And there's not very many. Um, there's uh, a scripture in Hebrews nine, uh, Hebrews six nineteen, that um, says that ought to be an anchor to our souls. And um, the whole verse says we which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast in which entereth into that within the veil is speaking about Jesus Christ. Um, and sometimes in Hebrews and Acts um, and some of the books after the, the um, apostles in the New Testament, the scriptures are kind of poetic and vague i feel like in some ways like you kind of have to like really think about what they're trying to say and who they're speaking to um and there just feels like there's a lot of context missing in some of them but um in this it says which hope we have as an anchor of the soul and we can depend on our savior to be that anchor that continually grounds us and keeps us where we should be and helps us to see the bigger picture um, and gives us strength. And um, I found also a talk from Joseph Fieldingsmith. And um, it's called An Anchor to Our Souls. And it was given in um, a conference in April 1962. And um there's a part where I'd like to quote him. He says, I have always been very grateful for the testimony coming to me through the spirit of the Lord that Joseph Smith, the prophet of God, was called to stand at the head of the dispensation of the fullness of times when this kingdom would be set up never to be destroyed, <laughs> never to be destroyed or given to another people that ought to be an anchor to our souls. And then at the very end of his talk, he says, Now my time is up. The Lord bless you, my good brother and good brethren and my good sisters here. Do not let anything interfere with your faith. And if you will keep the, com the commandments of the Lord and be faithful and do not forget your prayers in humility, you will not go astray. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And that's the end of the quote from Joseph Building Smith. But I found some very interesting um, things that he says there. And it's like he's telling us what his anchors are. Um, the prophet Joseph Smith being a prophet. Um, that the Lord Jesus Christ will help us. Um, don't let anything interfere with your faith. And keeping the commandments. And that you should be faithful in your prayers in humility and um, if you do that you will not go astray and I really enjoyed that um, then going back to Sister Bingham's talk she actually quotes Elder Ballard but I'll do it from her talk because she kind of leads into it um, so she says 
With Jesus Christ as our anchor and perfect partner, we are assured of his loving strength in trial and of eventual deliverance through him. As President M. Russell Ballard taught, faith in God and in his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the anchor we must have in our lives to hold us fast during times of social turbulence and wickedness. Our faith must be centered in Jesus Christ, his life and his atonement, and in the restoration of his gospel. And um, that really touched my heart, probably because of the part where it says, during times of social turbulence and wickedness, um, and the this life right now in the world that we live in feels very socially turbulent and um it's there's just a lot going on and it's hard to keep up and it is just we need those anchors if we don't have those anchors we're so in danger of being swept away and um then at the very end of her talk um I love reading the end of people's talks because I feel like it it really um, gives us a window into their their testimony and those anchoring testimonies, right? Um, she says, I testify that as we choose to make covenants with Heavenly Father and access the power of the Savior to keep them, we will be blessed with more happiness in this life than we can now imagine and a glorious eternal life to come. And... I, that part where it says access the power of the Savior to keep them is what really struck a chord is that we should be relying on our Savior to keep the commandments. We should be relying on our Savior to keep our testimonies strong and active and that communication with our Father in heaven coming back and forth between us and him is is through the Savior Jesus Christ. That's why we end our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. And if we don't keep that channel open, then we are um, going to miss out on blessings and on peace and on so many um, opportunities to be strengthened, but also to strengthen others and to grow and to learn. And um, there's some other things that I've been thinking about that that are things that we can do every day to just make sure that that channel is open and um, So I was working on like questions you can ask yourself that help you know whether or not you're in a good place and whether or not you're you're opening that channel every day. And um, some of the questions that I came up with that really like kind of dig into your heart and say um, what... give a good evaluation of, of where you and our Father in Heaven are sitting, right? 
Are you sitting way far apart and not speaking to each other? <laughs> or are you like cozied up next to each other on the bench and being like, okay, this is what's going on. What do you think? You know, it's, it, I love imagery. Imagery is just, it makes sense to my brain. And so um, things like that, like, where do you see yourself like with our father in heaven? And, um, and some of those questions that came to me, um, the first one, I feel like, and they're not in a real specific order. I think maybe they kind of create a progression, but I haven't really thought about it enough to know yet. But um, the first one is, do I really think God will answer me? And I think that's a good first one because when we go into prayer, we need to be asking ourselves if we really think he's going to answer us, like it, why are we praying if we don't think we're going to receive answers or if we don't think we're going to receive the help that we need, right? So um, when we go to our Father in heaven, hum like that humility that um, Joseph Fielding Smith is talking about, it needs to be there or we won't hear the answers or we won't want the answers, right? So do we really think God's going to answer us? And the second one um, is, do I take time to listen to God? So am I taking the time when I ask a question to hear the answer? And do I want to hear the answer? And what am I going to do if I do hear the answer? You know, Good questions that we ask ourselves. Um, the next one is, am I trying to do it all on my own? So this is a good question because it helps us realize whether or not we're actually relying on God or whether or not we're just saying our prayers. Because you can say your prayers and you can tell God all of the things that's going on in life and all of the things that you need help with and so-and-so needs help with or um, the things that you would like to have happen in your life. But when it comes right down to it, are we relying on God to answer the questions that are going to have him help us and allow him to help us with these things that are going on in our lives? If you're trying to do it all on your own, then that's, that's not relying on God. That's not asking for help and guidance and strength you know and it's still just doing it on your own and you'll know you'll know if you're trying to do it on your own because everything will be hard everything and so if things are really hard it might be because you're trying to do it all by yourself and you're not uh, giving things over to god um there's a book that i just read called um the stewardship principle uh, by Gainalyn Condi, and it's really good, and um, it just helps you realize what the everything in life is a stewardship. Your body, your home, your children, everything, your relationships are stewardships, and that you don't own anything. <laughs> And I've known this my whole life. You don't own anything. It, it's all God's. And he can give it and he can take it away. And uh, we need to realize that 
the blessings that we have are because God gives them to us. But the idea of stewardship is that whatever you have, you're taking care of it, but you're not taking care of it because you own it. You're taking care of it because God owns it and he's given it to you and he's given it to you for a reason. So I think that that goes with that question. Am I trying to do it all on my own? Because if you are, it's because you want to own that thing and you're not allowing God to be the owner and the boss and you want it to be just yours. But it, it isn't. That's an illusion. We have no control over everything. Like we can say that we control a lot of things, even controlling our own car. Anybody who's been driving for very long knows that you are controlling the car, but you're not controlling the car next to you. And if the car next to you runs into you, you that is out of your control. So, like, you know, it, we're never fully in control. That's it, It's not all ours, and it never will be. So when we look at everything with a stewardship and we ask God what we're supposed to do with that stewardship, it changes the way we think about it, and it changes the way that we look at God, and we rely on Him for answers, and rely on for Him for help. And if we, in in any instance, you you need to read the book. It's really wonderful. Um, I'm not getting any, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I'm not getting anything for that. It's just something that I come, I read, and I love it, and. Um, I may have her on the podcast at some point. Um, I did send her a message and she seemed really open to it. So I'm excited about that. So look for that. But, um, uh, so the last, uh, the, there's two more questions. Um, am I angry at God? And as you read the questions, you're supposed to sit there for a second and think about it. And if you are angry at God. Why are you angry at God? What did God do to you? <laughs> and I think we may think that these questions are silly, but at the same time, if we dig really deep, there may be times that we are angry at God. And we, there may be times that we need to sort that out. Because if we don't sort it out, then there's something wrong with that connection between us and our Father in heaven. And it, and if you know, like, you've had disagreements with brothers or sisters or even with your parents, and that's hard. It's hard to be with them, but also, like, have something stuck in between you that is bothering you or you can't agree on or, you know, that's hard. And so it's, like, the same thing. Like, if there's something in the way of us relying on our father in heaven or praying to him or asking for help and then like really listening to the spirit waiting for the answer it could be that you're angry it could also be that you're ashamed or that you feel unworthy but whatever that thing is in between you you you've got to figure out what it is and figure out how to move it and usually the way to move it is to rely on our Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, in stewardship, that's what it is, is we give it over to God. We give it over to our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
and we say, I'm not carrying this anymore because it's not mine. And, and in carrying it, it's just hurting me or <clears throat> it's getting in the way of my relationship with you. So I'm going to let you have it. And if you want me to do something about it, if you need me to do some kind of thing to help a situation or whatever it is, you let me know. You send me the spirit to tell me what I need to do to help that thing. But until then, I'm going to give it to you because I, I don't want it and it's yours. And so in stewardship, it's not just realizing that everything comes from God. It's also realizing <clears throat> that the fights that we fight and the the frustrations that we might have with a situation or a person, they're not ours. They're God's. And we can give it to him over and over and over again. We can't change people's agency. We can only change our own and we can only decide what we do with our own. And so I'm me and I'm going to take care of what's within my stewardship. And even certain things within my stewardship, I can give to God when I don't know what to do with it. And in doing this principle, I have found so much peace. And I think that's what this, the anchors that I started talking about and started thinking about is really where this leads is that the anchors that hold us are not things. They're not even like people that we live with, right? They're our father in heaven, our savior, Jesus Christ, and the things that we know and, and have is the wrong word because it feels like ownership, right? Um, the things that we rely on, like the scriptures or our temple covenants or our family, um, those are anchors, but they still come from our father in heaven and understanding that just the things that we hold on to are the things that um, give us peace. They bring us clarity and they also bring us closer to our Savior Jesus Christ because we are capable of giving them to him um, and giving things to him that we can't handle or we don't know what to do with. And so as you go about your daily lives, Try to pay attention to the things that are outside of your control, that weigh on you and cause you a, to lose your peace. And those are the things that you give to God. And in giving them to God, it's not relinquishing responsibility. It's just saying, I don't know what to do with this, but if I hold on to it, it's going to ruin my peace and make it so I can't do the other things that I have to do, that I need to do, that are within my stewardship, taking care of my children, taking care of my husband, making sure our home is running um, in a way that creates peace. And um, the relationships that you have with other people outside of 
your own family without, you know, outside your own walls. You can't control what is happening in those people's lives, but you can be a strength to them and you can be a person that they come to for help and for guidance and for strength. But you can't take their problem and fix it. It's just not like that. It doesn't work like that. When people have needs and you can fulfill a need, it's different than trying to fix their problems. And um, throughout my life, I have realized that I need to let other people own (laughs) or be stewards over their own. And um, if I worry and get upset and frustrated about their stewardship, it doesn't do me any good. It doesn't help me and it doesn't help them either. Like I, I can't fix what's going on in their lives. I can't change the behaviors or the situations that are happening, but I can pray about it, ask God if he wants me to do anything in these situations or how I should behave in these situations because some of them are very close and some of them are not. But the ones that are really close, we need to ask for guidance. We need to ask, what do you want me to do with this thing? How am I supposed to behave so that everyone, that things turn out right, you know? And God will answer you. God will give you inspiration. And he will give you the answers that you need. Because he is the boss. And everything belongs to him. So he's the one who gets to take responsibility. If we're coming to him and asking for those answers, and he's giving us the answers, and we're following what he tells us to do, then it's all his. And we don't have to worry about it. That's where peace comes from. That's where we find peace, is when we know that nothing we're, we're not capable of fixing anything. We have choices. We make choices. And if we're listening to the Spirit, those choices should turn out really well. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we're not sure why they turn out the way they do. But looking back, you can always say, I did what God told me to do. So that's where I find peace. Those are my anchors. And I encourage you to find your own anchors, write them down, really think about why they are your anchors and and how it relates to your everyday life and how you're living your everyday life. And it's helped me a lot. It's helped me a lot to see the anchors in my life because those are the things I should be doing without fail. I should be going to my Father in Heaven in prayer. I should be asking my Savior to help me. I should be um, uh, reading the scriptures and gaining strength from them. I should be spending time with my family and the relationships that are within my family and really making sure that those are strong and that I'm not leaving one of my children out when it comes to them feeling loved or them feeling supported in things that they're doing or them having time to ask me questions or even, you know, just building those relationships within my family 
or even just like taking time to go to the temple. Like those are the anchors. Those are the things that you need to make sure that you're getting into your days and your weeks or your months. And if you do those other things, like Elder ben, uh, President Benson used to say, everything else will fall into place. And um, so I love you all. And I think that you're amazing and you can do so many wonderful things. And I want you to remember that you're walking with angels and that they're capable of helping you with these things. And they're capable of being on your right hand and on your left and ready to help you and support you and strengthen you. And our Savior is always there to um to ask for help and healing and yep know that you're never alone that you have lots of people and lots of angels and our father in heaven and our savior jesus christ and um say bye for now and have a beautiful day